Praise the Lord. Welcome to the official GVPC podcast. My name is Pastor Chris Keats. I am the pastor of Gila Valley Pentecostal Church in Safford, Arizona. We're so glad to have you here listening to this podcast. We pray that it richly blesses you. And God bless you. Turn to Matthew chapter 24 and also we'll go to Mark chapter 13. I know Pastor he keeps saying you young men every year every year goes by. I'm on my fourth kid. Michael's like, Michael said, my back doesn't feel like I'm a young man. That's funny. Amen. For those, for those of you who may be semi-new or maybe you weren't that involved, but um, we talk about work night, we talk about setting this place up. We've been having, I, ever since I've been coming to this church, we've been having work night. We were... Back in the day, it was a boys and girls club. Had to set up church before church. Had to take down church after church. Every, you know, two times a week. And then we got to a new building. Had to clean that building. The building was a mess. Figured that out. Paint the floor. Paint this. Paint that. So, you know what? It's kind of just a little hard work. Don't hurt you. So, God has been faithful. Amen. Amen. God is so good. Matthew chapter twenty-four. And we'll read two verses, three and four, and then we'll go to Mark 13. Amen. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? Uh, Better translation is the end of the age. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceives you. I'm going to read verse 4 one more time. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceives you. Mark chapter 13, and we'll start in verse 32. The Bible says, But of that day and that hour... Speaking about the return of Jesus. But of that day and that hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels which are in heaven, neither the Son, but the Father. Take ye heed, watch, and pray. For you know not when the time is. For the Son of Man is as a man taking a far journey who left his house and gave authority to his servants. He gave authority to his servants. And to every man his work, and commanded the porter to watch. Watch ye therefore, for you know not when the master of the house comes. At even or at midnight, or at the cock crowing, or in the morning. Lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping. And what I say unto you, I say unto all. Capital W, watch. Amen. If you just will just pray, Jesus, we love you, Lord. We thank you, God. I pray that you would just bless this time and that we have together this fellowship, that you would let your anointed word go forth, God, that you would just administer to the hearer, that you would anoint me, Lord, anoint my mouth, anoint my mind, God. Let me just walk in your will and in your way today. Bless this time again in Jesus' mighty name. And we all said amen. 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 You may be seated. Man, I'm probably just, I'm going to try to teach a little bit or just talk to some to something that's been on my heart. Um, what we just read is, is something that we've all heard, especially in this season. I probably mentioned it a bunch of times as soon as somebody gets up here and says Matthew 24, everybody's like, oh, here we go. But I want to point, I, I want to point to something specific, and that is Jesus 
mentioning mentioning to make sure that nobody deceives you. That he 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 starts off before he gets into anything, before he before he gets into anything else, he says, Take heed that nobody deceives you. Take heed that nobody leads you astray. Take heed that nobody takes you out of the path of the truth. He, he said, make sure that nobody deceives you. And then he gets into that there will become those that try to deceive. They're going to say that they are the Christ. And, and, and uh, the more I, I read about it, the less, the less I think that, they're, that there's gonna, there are those crazy people that say, oh, I'm Jesus. There's a guy in Russia. He's got thousands. I don't know what that was years ago. I don't know if he's still alive or what. But he said he was Jesus, and he thousands of people follow him. He he walks around in the forest, and he wears white robes, and he grabs his beard, and he you know people think he's Jesus. But the more that I read the Bible, the less I think that there's going to be hundreds of people saying they're Jesus. But the word Jesus, the word Christ, it says that they're going to say that they're the Christ. That they're going to say that they're anointed, the anointed one. They're going to say, I, I, the, the, I, I'm anointed by God and therefore I, I, you could listen to me. I'm anointed and I've, I've been anointing and I, I've received an anointing or, or I'm anointed or I have this anointing on me and therefore I have the truth and this kind of thing like that. That's what I, I tend to believe more and more and more is not that... There's going to be a Jesus in every town, but that there's going to be somebody that claims that they are the anointed messenger, that they have the sole proprietor of the truth, that they alone and them alone through the anointing or through whatever that they've received, that they have the truth and therefore you need to listen to them. And Jesus, that's why he says, make sure no man deceives you. That's right. He said, make sure no man deceives you. Make sure nobody comes and tries to pull you away from the truth. And he says in Mark chapter 13, he says, take heed. He, 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 he repeats it over and over a few times that you need to make sure that you do everything physically, spiritually, and emotionally possible that you are deceived. And he says to watch. And that word watch literally means to keep awake. And it means to pay very strict attention. It means to be active and to be cautious. Right. He said, you don't know when I'm coming. He, even though he gave a list of all kinds of signs, he gave a list of this and that. He said, you know, that there's going to be wars and rumors of wars and famines and pestilences and and, you know, like I said, we've, we've already heard all that. That doesn't mean it's not important. That doesn't mean I might not preach about it right now. Because there's wars and there's rumors of wars and there's famine and there's pestilence. Now, not just like a war here or there. It's all happening at once. A, a melting pot of all the ingredients that Jesus said must come to pass. He said, this is not the end, but this must, this needs to happen in order for the end to come. And so I just had a baby. I didn't. My wife did. But I got to watch. Got to watch the process. And the Bible says that it's the labor pains. It's the beginning of sorrows. And if anybody's had a baby or got to experience, unless your brother Juan, he didn't. He wasn't there. He, he, I don't know where he we went to get a donut or something when he had a baby. I don't know where he was. But the process is, is, is they have start having these things called Braxton Hicks. And it's these off-the-wall random contractions months before you actually begin to have your baby. That you'll, ooh, uh, oh. I'm like, what? Is everything all right? Oh, it's just the Braxton Hicks. I don't know who Braxton is and if he's a hick, but whatever it is that they have those things. And they're these, these false alarms. But they're still warning that something's brewing in there. Right. And as the time progresses, they become more frequently. And they become, they become more powerful and, and these types of things. And then as the baby begins to approach even more, that they become to be on a regular schedule. They'll be every day now, not just every other day. They're every day now. 
And then they're every 12 hours. Right. And then they're every 10. And then, you know, bless God, they stop being Braxton Hicks and they're real contractions now. They're real. Something, this, this thing, it's like that train. You know, we don't see trains like that anymore, but that's it. They used to like blow steam and stuff like that. And that's how it is. And once it starts, you don't just stop it. You don't just say, not right now. I don't feel like having a baby right now. I don't feel like having, you don't feel like having contractions, do you? You're like, oh, I just can't wait for the next one. <laughs> Nobody wants to say, I can't wait for the next war. I can't wait till we don't have dinner. That's going to be great. I can't wait for the next disease to hit the world. It's going to be so awesome. But, but nevertheless, it's going to come. It's going to come because we're going to have a baby. And, and then it comes down to the doctor says, okay, you're having contractions. And then when you need to come to the hospital, you need to wait till they're every five minutes and they last for a minute. They're, they're, they're going to be more frequent and they're going to be stronger in, in power. It's not going to, the wars aren't going to be like Grenada that lasts for 12 hours or something. These wars are going to be, people are dying and the famines are going to be powerful and the disasters and this and that. It's not going to be some little blimp on the radar. These things are going to be cataclysmic. The Bible says that the world, the earth has not seen nor will see what is to come. And you've already been hearing the word unprecedented. Right. This is, this weather's unprecedented. We're in a un, I was listening today about Lake Mead in Arizona. Lake Mead's, there, it, Lake Mead is 300 feet from becoming what they call a dead, uh, dead pool. Dead pool. That's what's called dead pool. It's 300 feet from becoming a dead pool. But what, what does that mean? Why does that matter? Because 40 million people. 40 million people live off the water from Lake Mead. Right. 40 million people, 80% right, right, right. they say goes to growing crops and, and watering animals and people's drinking water. 40 million people. Right. And what they, they, you look at the graph and by next year they'll be at the Deadpool line. And then what's going to happen? And then what's going to happen? You know, there's a lot of things going on in this world right now. And, uh, you know, uh, but let, Jesus said, take heed that you don't be deceived. I'm going to try to just teach something here. The, the, the word deception, the definition, is, is the deception to deceive, the, the act of Deception is when somebody, they say a statement that, that misleads or, or some kind of statement that hides the truth or it, it promotes a belief or an idea that is not true, but it tries to convince you thereof. And uh, it's often for personal gain or and they use things like sleight of hand, like look over here, and, you know, you know, buy Bitcoin. But really, everybody's going to sell their Bitcoin and you're going to get stuck with no Bitcoin. You know, you're going to be poor or, you know, the, they're going to be some kind of Ponzi scheme where they're going to deceive you to do something. But over here, they're going to take your money or whatever. Deception. It's smoke and mirrors. They say, look over here whenever something really is going on over here. And you can see with the you can see the deception in the world. You can see it every single day. It's something new. Every, something new. Every, every week it seems like there's something new. A new, oh. And it, it, it hasn't just been with COVID. It's the Zika virus. Oh, the baby's heads are going to be shrunken heads. And, and, and it's going to be, and then it's the, 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 the COVID-19. And then it's. It was oh, it's something new and, and something new. And then it was all the vaccine. And oh, now then all of a sudden there was a leak in the Supreme Court. And now everybody's mad about abortion. And oh, now, now you're black and you're white. And ah, and then Ukraine. Where did you come from? Right. But where, where are you at? Right. You're watching it all. Right. Right. You're watching it all. And maybe you're not deceived. 
but you're distracted. And distraction is the open door to deception. Being distracted is the open door for you to be deceived. I, I want to really just, I want to nail, if there's one thing that you get, it's that when you are distracted, it opens the door for you to be deceived. When you're least expecting it, when you're not paying attention, when you're just walking through life and somebody offers you something, it seems too good to be true. That's how magicians work. They say, hey, man, you want, you want to do, I'll give you a hundred bucks. You're like, oh, this is too good to be true. And all of a sudden, it's like, look, a bird over there. And he's like, boom, over here. Wow, look at that. And you're like, no way. I believe it. I, I was there. I seen it with my own eyes. You were distracted. And it opened the door for you to be deceived. You say, I don't know if I... I don't know if I believe that. Jesus said, take heed, pay attention. Pay very strict attention. Watch. Don't take your eyes off. Don't, he said, it, it means to, to wake up out of your sleep. It means to get up. It means to pay strict attention. The word distraction is the process of diverting the attention of an individual or a group. From a desired area of focus. Distraction creates the lack of ability to pay attention. Distraction creates the lack of interest in what is most preciously focused upon. The distraction will get your eyes off of Jesus. And it will get your eyes on the shiny new thing on your iPhone. Whatever that little glowing box tells you today that you need to be concerned about. Distraction will destroy the interest. And distraction can be both external and it can be both internal. Things that are external are visual. This is the definition from the book. Right. The, the external distractions are things like visual triggers. Anybody, I've seen, I have seen, I see it, I see it every day. I see it every day. I see it in the young people. I've seen it in my own life. I've been, I've been captivated. And I watch as a young person gets on Instagram. And they watch the little video one after another. Boom. 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 YouTube. I, I got YouTube and I have the YouTube shorts. And all of a sudden one gun video after another gun video after another gun. Oh, did you see that Glock with the 100 round drum? Did you see that? And you're distracted. And then all of a sudden they're going to slip a little video in there. They're going to slip something. They're going to slip a little extra. They're going to slip a little a little skin. They're going to slip a little innuendo. They're going to slip a little. And then what happens when you watch it? It'll send another one. It'll send another one. Because those algorithms, those algorithms, they, they, they know you. They learn you. And 1 Peter 5.8 says, you better pay attention. You better be sober. And you better be diligent. Because your adversary, your adversary, the devil, not, 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 not the Methodist down the road who's transgender pastor, no, but the devil right. is your adversary. Right. The devil, not, 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 not anybody else, but the devil is your adversary. And the Bible says, as a roaring lion seeking He's looking. That's right. He's looking who he can distract so that he can deceive, so that he can destroy. Distraction is the open door to deception. You say, I don't know about that. External, external distraction, visual triggers. You're trying to pray. Bing, somebody pop. Somebody has to text you today. I'm trying to I'm trying to read my Bible. I'm gonna put on some prayer music. And then all of a sudden that little gun video shows up. And then 30 minutes of gun videos later, it's time to go to work. No more reading your Bible. You've been distracted. You see what I'm saying? You can sit here and say, ah, not me. Not me to no, I never. I am like a, I'm like an idol. I'm a stone. I never get no, no. 
Distraction is the door to deception. Right. It wants to. It want, I'll finish with the internal. The internal distraction is things like hunger. Things like anybody ever got hung? Oh man, I'm just. I'm gonna go to the fridge real quick. Got me a little bite to eat. A little something, something. A little something, something. Three bowls of cereal later. You're like, I'm tired. I'll pray in the morning for sure. Hunger, fatigue, mental fatigue. Anybody been feeling a little tired lately? Anybody been feeling a little exhausted? Trying to keep up with the news? You're fatigued. And fatigue will create an internal distraction. Oh, I'll create fatigue at your workplace. Get you all worked up about your job. Get you so worn down about your job that you become distracted. I'll get you so worked up about your marriage. You'll be distracted. I'll get you so worked up about your kids. You're going to be distracted. I'll get you so worked up about your finances that you'll be distracted. I'll get you so worked up. Fatigue. Fatigue. You get fatigued and then you get distracted and then you get deceived. You start to think maybe I need to get that second job. Maybe I need to, maybe I need to, maybe I need to just, I, I got to do something. I got to do more. I got to do this. I got to do that. And, and it pulls you farther and farther away from God. And Jesus said, take heed. You better do your best. You better be strong. And do not be deceived. Social interactions, illness and worry. These things destroy your focus. We're living in a smoky, cloudy, deceptive, diabolical, divisive, cryptic, confusing time. Amen. Let's go to the book of Genesis and I'll show you precedent in the very first chapter. In the very first chapter of what I'm talking about. The Bible goes through the most beautiful, the most beautiful story of creation in the beginning. God said, let there be life. He said, let there be light. He created the heavens and the earth. He created the stars and the moon. He created everything and His purpose and it was all good. And then, just like it is today, just like it is today, out of nowhere, out of nowhere, some crazy, some, some, what in the world's going on? Russia's gonna, Russia has a, a, a missile called Satan. Did you know that? Russia's biggest powerful nuclear weapon is called Satan 2 missile. Did you know that? Yeah. Well, when I heard that on the news, that's enough to get you a little fatigued. In Genesis chapter 3, everything's good, and out of the blue, here comes the devil. Right. Out of nowhere. Like, there, they, it just poof, here's the devil. Just like it is. Oh, what in the world? The people are burning cities? What? There's a virus? What? There's a killer virus out there? It says, now the serpent. I don't know. It wasn't there. Everything's fine. Right. Hunky dory. Jeez, ah, just like they decided. Everything's great. Just Jesus is here. And then all of a sudden, now the serpent was more subtle than any piece of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yeah, hath God said that ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. Out of the blue, here comes the devil. To distract her. She never, this, this never happened before. Nothing like this has ever been in front of her before. This situation, what? Of course it's going to catch her attention. Of course it's going to catch her attention. Here comes the devil. And she's just, she's caught off guard. What in the, what in the world? What in the world? This thing's talking to me. And he, he didn't say hi. He didn't say hello. He just, Begin to blast her. Blast her. Yeah. Has God said. Just a little while ago. Just a little while ago. We were talking in the cool of the day with God. Maybe this was before her prayer meeting. Maybe this was before she went to walk with God. Maybe it was right after. I don't know. But out of nowhere. Boom. Distracted. Has God said. Caught her off guard. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat of it, 
Neither shall you touch it lest you die. She blows it. And the serpent said unto the woman, You're not going to die. The distraction has opened the door for the deception. Right, that's right. The distraction, boom, the billboard saying there he is. And she entertains that distraction just long enough for deception to come in. Right. You see that? Just long enough. He said, for God, he, he knows that in the day that you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open and you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And I'm going to I'm going to just hit this point right here, right now. The ultimate desire of men when they fall away from God is to become their own God. It's to become their own God. It's to be their own God. It's to worship God how they want, create their own God, do what they want, have their own will, and do what they please. And that's all the main religions other than true purebred Christianity. Jesus said that if we love Him, we'll obey Him. That we are His servants. We are His sons. We're not His equal. We are not God's equal. You are not God's equal. You will not be. You are not now, nor will you ever will be God's equal. Because God is God. He is the creator of heaven and earth. He is the Lord of glory. He shares his glory with nobody else. There is only one that sits on the throne. There's only one throne. And so he deceives Eve and intrigues her with this idea that she too can be like God. And what happens is, is we know the story. She falls, she this and that. Then verse 10, it says, and he said, I heard thy voice in the garden. This is after, you know, they go and hide and all that. And God's saying, Adam, where are you? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And he said, who told you that you were naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat it? Not eat it? There are those who teach that it was that that. The thing is, is God doesn't give you a command for you to break it, okay? It was intended that they should not eat it. He said, why did you do what I told you not to do? In verse 12, and the man said, the woman, the woman who thou gavest to me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the woman, what is it that thou hast done? And the woman said, the serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. He tricked me. He entrapped me. He deceived me. And it's funny, if you look at 1 Corinthians chapter 15, it says that sin, it doesn't say sin came in by Eve. It says sin has entered into the world because of the rebellion of Adam. Right, that's right. Eve was deceived. Right, Eve. Eve was deceived, but Adam rebelled against the commands of God. Adam knew full well, but Eve was deceived. And that's the power of deception, is that you don't even know what you're doing is wrong. You might not even know it. And I don't know who was teaching. Somebody was teaching about deception recently, I think. And well, they're talking about revelation. I don't know if it was Pastor. I don't know who it was. Maybe it was I don't know what's someone online or something. I don't know. But something clicked in my head when I listened. It said revelation and deception both. They both. Well, of course, we know that the devil deceives. But revelation and deception. God can dish those both out. The Bible says that because they no longer have a love for, for the truth. It says that God will send them a strong delusion. It's because they got distracted. From loving the truth. They got distracted from what was truly important. The Bible says that because they no longer love the truth. God will therefore send them a strong delusion. That they might be damned. Right. Let's finish the verse. It says God will send them a strong delusion. Because they don't love the truth. That they will go to hell. Right. 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 That. 
we, I know we, we'd like to pull punches on something, but we, don't, we can't pull punches yeah, on the Word of God. Right. It said that because they chose to be distracted or willingly chose not to love truth, that God will allow them to be deceived and they will be damned. I, I was preaching on the street on Tuesday. And I would talk to people and I would say, hey, do you believe in Jesus? And they would say, yeah. And I would just, do you want to talk about him? No. And one time I said, well, that's sad. There's that country song, they're like, want to talk about me, want to talk about I, you know what I'm talking about? Anybody ever heard that song? That's how, think about that song whenever you're praying sometimes. All you're doing is talking about you, 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 but God says occasionally, I want to talk about me. I thought that, I was praying, I thought about that, okay? I was complaining, God's like, he just, I don't know, that was funny. But anyways, I, I said, that's sad. They just kept walking. And the word of God is the word of God. And the Bible says that if you deny me before man, that God will deny you before the Father. That if you deny, if you deny him before man, that God will deny you before the Father. And I began to think about how, how deceived everybody is. The churches, how, how deceived the churches are. How deceived the people are. How deceived, especially us here in, in America. If, if, if there is anybody guilty, it's us. Because the deception is bred from the open door of distraction. There's so many things. What's your favorite hobby? There's your, there's your snare. What, what, what do you love to do? What's your favorite thing to do? I planted a garden. My garden could become the door to deception. Did you know that? It, your, your kids, you could be obsessed with your kids and, and they could become the door where you, you, don't, you, don't, you don't want to tell your kids the truth or you, you want to you light up on them. Or, am I making sense? On, right. I, I know it's sleepy time, but he said, wake up. Right. He said, you better wake up. Right. Take heed, lest no man deceive you. All right? Because what, again, I'm going to go back to the definition is that the distraction is meant to destroy your focus. You stop thinking about the returning of Christ. You stop thinking about the call of God. You stop thinking about what God desires. You stop thinking about the presence of God. And you're so focused on the thorn in your foot. You're so focused on what's going on. It's so big of an issue. And it's not even about you. You know there's war all the time. You, you've heard about Ukraine, 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 Ukraine. But in Yemen and these other countries, over 800,000 people have been murdered. Right, right. Within the last 10 years of wars that are, that are just the same. But you don't hear about it. Why? Because the, boys, the voices don't want you to hear about it. That's right. They only want to distract you with what they can capitalize and capitulate for you to devour so that you can be distracted. Don't be deceived. Do not be deceived. We're living in the age of, of, of absolute deception. Everywhere you go, there's a video for it. Everywhere you go, there's a YouTube channel for it. Hey, there's a paper for you just just for you. Oh, you're kind of like all right with a little bit of lip. There's a paper for you. Oh, you, you don't like, well, there's this guy for you. Oh, you know what? There's a drug for you. Oh, there's a drink for you. There's a cigarette for you. There's a there's a hundred packs of cigarettes. This is one for you. There's different booze. One for you. Your flavor. There's a guitar for you, Pastor. Whatever brand this one is, just for you. So you can get lumped. There's a bass for you, bro. Yeah. What, what is it? What is it? There's something for you. The thing is, is the devil, and, and I want to, the Bible says, it's been 30 minutes, am I alright? Okay. The Bible, the Bible says that 
in the last days that men won't love truth. They're not going to love it. It says that the love of many, that it will wax cold because of iniquity. Iniquity is the inner desire, your passion, your, your in, inward motives, the things that drive you. It says that the love of many will wax cold because of iniquity, because they're going to give in to the distraction. They're going to give in. Some will give in to their belly. The mark of the beast. Some are going to give in to the mark of the beast because they get distracted. Sure, they're going to be hungry. Yeah. That's a valid point. I, I get hungry too. But I don't want to go to hell. I like shopping too. But I don't want to go to hell. I, I like getting new things too. And you know what? So does God. You know, God's not going to take your old rotten carcass. He said, all things are passed away. Behold, everything's made new. God likes this. God, God wants heaven with everything brand new. Like he, he walks up in a house and he just bought fully furnished. Everything's brand new. You're brand new. You're brand new. That's why you can't just keep the same old you with the same old sin, the same old habits, the same old iniquity, the same old distraction. Amen. Let's go to let's go to let's hurry up. Let's go. Let's go to Revelation chapter 12, verse 9. As I was reading this uh, in Genesis, I began to think the Bible says that that Adam, that sin came into the world because of Adam's rebellion. And it says that by the obedience of Christ, who is the second Adam, therefore we have redemption. Not by, because he obeyed. He became obedient unto death. Okay? It's a foreshadowing, alright? Eve was, Eve was Adam's wife. The bride of Christ is the wife of the Lord Jesus Christ. Follow me. The serpent didn't beguile Adam. The serpent couldn't do it to Adam. The serpent didn't try to trick Adam. He found, he got Eve at a moment where she could be distracted. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 12 verse 9, And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil, and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth and his angels were cast out in, out with him. This, this, this person, the devil, we don't glorify the devil. It, and I'll, I'll make this point too. I'm going to make this point. I'm going to close here in a minute. I'm going to make this point too. I'll be careful. We can get distracted with the devil. That's the whole point, I guess, of really what I'm trying to say. But I'm going to just kind of put it in a little thing here. You can be distracted with the devil. You can be distracted with trying to stay on watch for the devil. No, and we're supposed to watch. But you can be so intent on the devil. But Jesus said, don't rejoice that the devils are subject to you. He said, don't rejoice that the devil's under your feet. I had a little revelation. I was driving my truck. And I was thinking about... Now, you got to hear me. I... got to hear me. Nobody in this church wrote these songs, okay? So you don't, can't get offended. I love music. But a lot of the music... My dance... Will cross Satan under my feet. Ah, that song. There's other songs about the devil right. and about defeating the devil and about stomping the devil, about hurting the devil. Somebody think of one. Anybody else got one? I gotta bring. I, I thought of like four earlier. But he said, rather don't rejoice in that. Right. That shouldn't what be get you your two step. I'm all about dancing. He said, but that's not what you should dance about. 
What rather you should rejoice that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. You should be dancing when, when you sing a song about going to heaven. You should be dancing and rejoicing and worshiping God. When you're singing wrap me in your arms. When the saints go marching in. Oh, yeah. That's right. He said, Jesus literally said, do not rejoice. That the devils are subject to you. But rather rejoice. He's like, it's, the battle's already been won. Don't be distracted with the battle with the devil. Don't, That's right. don't let your prayer life be consumed with the devil. That's right. That's don't let your life be consumed with that, that devil right. that was cast out of heaven. That's right. That's right. He's a defeated foe. He's a defeated foe. That's right. He said the Bible says, I think it's Colossians, that it said that the law and the ordinance were nailed to the cross. And that he put the enemy to an open shame. Triumphing over him. Amen. That, that it's already finished. You know, does the devil attack you sometimes? Yes, he does. And you, that's where you say, you know what? You know what? You know, I get a little puffed up on the devil. I shout a bar sometimes when I pray. Amen. You know? Anybody else shout a bar sometimes? All right. I got two. <laughs> When your prayer life gets to the shadow box, he said, he said, put supplication, prayers, and intercession in the shadow box. He, he made no. <laughs> oh. I'm gonna start, I'm gonna start like shout shooting the devil next. That's like the next level. Am I making sense? He said, rather rejoice that your names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Jesus said, do not be deceived. In these last days, we have to pay attention. We cannot be, the thing is, I know, I, guess what? I, I, every time I drive into town, that, I'm like, gas went up another 10 cents. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that great? <laughs> My favorite crackers are at the store today. I just kind of rejoice about that. You know, but you can get so worked out. You can get so caught off guard. You can get so deceived with everything that's going on. Trying to make sure you hear a word from every preacher on YouTube. I gotta know. It was Eve's crave for knowledge. It was the desire that she thought that she was missing something that she didn't know. She was distracted. She was distracted. We cannot be distracted in this last days. The Bible says that we have commands that we must follow. Go into all the world, preach the gospel. The Bible says we must be born again. Don't be distracted. You must be born again. We must tell them they must be born again. I I I, I was preaching. This 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 really was birthed to me from from preaching on the street. Was this seeing the people that they they they're deceived. They I asked them, do you know Jesus? And they say yes. But if they, it's the same yes if I asked them if they know who Donald Trump was. Yeah. Do you know Joe, Joe? Yeah, they know Joe Biden. They know Donald Trump. They know Jesus. But they know Jesus about as much as they know Donald Trump. You see the problem? They're deceived because they're distracted with this world. They're deceived because they're distracted with this world. This world is more than meat and drink. This life is more than meat and drink. The kingdom is more than meat and drink. It's not about your flesh. It's not about your 401k. If you have a 401k, it's obliterated. It's not about that. It's about going to heaven. It's about standing before God. It's about bringing your brother with you. It's about fighting the good fight. The Bible says in 2 Timothy, let's go there and we'll close here. 2 Timothy Chapter 3. I'm going to read this whole portion to 13. It says, Know this also that in the last days 
Perilous times shall come. Okay, it's in the Word of God. So don't be distracted when perilous times come, okay? Perilous times. Times that this world has never seen. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to stop right here and I'm going to say something. Paul says in Romans 13, he says, it's high time that you wake up. Because your salvation draws nearer than it was at the beginning. It's high time that you wake up. And guess what, Brother Raymond? You could pretend to be asleep. You know what? You could wake up somebody that's asleep. But you ever try to you ever had a sleepover and your friend, they pretend they're asleep? And you can just. And they're like, you know they're awake. You're like throwing water on them. I going to call my mom. I was a kid that always called because I wanted to know how I was here. And my cousins, they pretend they're like, they just pretend they're asleep because they didn't want to leave. The thing is, is there's, there's Christians that they pretend that they're asleep. They know full well what time it is. They know full well what's going on. They know full well they need to get right with Jesus Christ. And they, full, they know full well they're going to hell. They're just going to use the church to go there. And they know full well what time it is, but they just rather just pretend. If I look asleep, they'll think I'm asleep. And maybe I could trick Jesus that I was just asleep the whole time. I didn't know. And meantime, the preacher's... That's how I felt. I felt like a crazy person on the street. I was going to say, wake up! And there's a pastor of a church, a different church in town, down the street, who, once upon a time, I don't know, they believed in the baptism of the Holy Ghost. He's right there listening. And I'm preaching. You need to wake up, sir. You need to wake up! You have tasted of the good gift of God! Right, come on. What are we going to do? We're going to say, it's time to tell people the truth. Amen. I have to get them to say, aren't you tired, sir? That people go to your churches and to hear a sermon and they don't go to meet God? Yes. Come on. He's preaching. Come on. This man's a preacher. He's told me. I talked to him. He said he has the Holy Ghost. And I am not just going to sit there and just say, distract you. Read 1 Corinthians chapter 3. He says that those that are wise in their own eyes, they're fools. Right. And he says they deceive themselves. I'm closing seriously this time. It said, for men shall be lovers of their own selves. Hello? Covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents. Hello? Unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. They're not going to like you because you want to be good. You want to do the truth. You want to follow the good way. And so they're going to speak evil of you. He said that they're going to be traitors, high-heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of self. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. From such, turn away. There's people in my life. There's people, there, 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 there's, a, there's a pastor. There's a, you know what? You, the, the little nimbly bimbly, little tiptoe around the roses. Paul said, Alexander the coppersmith has done me much harm. 
Hymenius and Alexander. They, I've given them to Satan. The thing is, is you know why the church is lethargic? It's because it's not personal anymore. The, the preacher doesn't get up and say, the preacher doesn't get up and say, I heard a preacher the other day, he was in the Holy Ghost. He said, thus saith the word of God. He said, the two women in this church, they're bad-mouthing the pastor's wife. You have three days to repent or judgment is at the door. This was eight days ago. That kind of church, that kind of environment, that kind of preaching, that kind of power, that kind of anointing, that kind of presence of God, it'll straighten everybody. It'll straighten me up. It'll put the fear of God in you. And the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. If you don't fear God, you're a fool. If you don't fear God, you're a fool. You're heady and high-minded. If you don't fear God, you're lost. Period. Bottom end. Amen. Hope they repented. I don't know. It's been eight days. That's right. He said, "For this, for this sort, these people that are that are, have a form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof." He said, "For this is the sort that they creep into houses, they go knock doors, and they lead captive silly women." With sins led away with diverse lusts. They distract them and they deceive them. He said these people, they're ever learning and they're never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Then he goes in. He says, now Janus and Jambres, uh, I'm going to go to verse 10. I'm not going to get into that. That's the story of the old time. You read it yourself. It says, verse 10, but thou, he said, but thou hast fully known my doctrine. Paul, the apostle, the one who forsook everything. The one who was cut down. The one who lost his pedigree. Who, the one who left his family. The one who left his religious uh, superiority. The one who left it all. And counted it all as a dirty diaper. He said, but you fully known my doctrine and my manner of life. My purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, and patience. Because he wasn't distracted. He said, my persecutions, the afflictions which came unto me at Antioch and at Iconium. And Lystra, what persecutions I endured. But out of them, the Lord. Oh, he said, but out of them all, the Lord delivered me. Yeah. And all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse. Deceiving and being Deceived. Paul said, God delivered me out of everything. The famine, the wars, the rumors of wars. But he also said, I was stoned. I was beaten with rods. I was whipped three times, 39 times, they won, whatever. Shipwrecked, hungry, naked, in prison. But he said, the Lord, it's kind of like the... The righteous never forsaken, never begging for bread. He's, a, he's like, the Lord delivered me out of them all. His mentality, he wasn't distracted by his petty little situation compared right. to the glory. Get your eyes on the glory That's right. and let nothing distract you. Amen. Let's stand. Let's pray before we leave this place. We're going to pray for a renewed focus. We're going to pray for a rekindled focus in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.